So we've come to reach the last day of the Rains Retreat, 2012, 2555. Just an obvious time to reflect back on the last three months of our practice together. However difficult or problematic our practice, personal practice may have been, it's always an achievement to complete a vasa in the robes having kept the precepts. No small achievement either. Very rare in this world. But at the same time we also reflect on impermanence. Another vase has gone. Move a little bit closer to the end of our life. So if we still aspiring to progress in the practice, then it can also remind us to hurry up, keep practicing, keep studying, learning, and putting the teachings into practice so that we can find more peace and understanding for ourselves. Puarana day is important day for Sangha, being uh, a practice, a custom for monastic Sangha to give Puarana on these occasions. Something that supports harmonious practice harmony in the community. Something which the Buddha emphasized in our practice of Vinaya and living together as bhikkhus. Seeing as if there's harmony between Sangha members and we do, we have skillful means which promote that, then each individual member is also supported in their practice by that. It's not a something that goes against our individual practice to be harmonious with others. Jen Char similarly encouraged harmony in the Sangha with such practices and reflections that's come at this time and other occasions in our monastic calendar. We need that, just as we need to be in harmony within our own practice, within our own minds, in order to progress, to be peaceful enough to understand the Dhamma. 
We also need to be harmonious externally with others. And this is also of great benefit to society. Harmony in the Sangha spreads out because the wider Buddhist community and they come to the monastery and they get inspiration from seeing people practicing with the precepts, living skillfully together with integrity, trust, compassion and so on. Whatever our particular state of mind from day to day, we can still practice in this way and be of benefit to others. So in Puwarana, the Puwarana ceremony, we, we say we open ourselves up for admonition, anything seen, heard, suspected, particularly offences against the Vinaya that we may have knowingly or unknowingly broken. Perhaps there's something that we didn't notice that others notice. Or sometimes it's assumptions or false assumptions, wrong assumptions that need to be cleared up. Or sometimes there's nothing much because we're already, if we're living skillfully, we're already learning how to be open to each other in terms of Dhamma Vinaya. We take dependence on the teacher. We give up to the Vinaya training. Already that's, in practical terms, means there's a certain amount of openness to admonition anyway. And we sometimes have to receive teachings in our monastic life. Sometimes just small things, reminders of what we should be doing or shouldn't be doing. Other times more important lessons we learn and sometimes that's from other bhikkhus help to show us the way to practice or remind us, point things out that we haven't seen. So it is part of our life anyway. But we have this occasion now at the end of Vasa where we formalize it. So it's a clear karmic act that we just establish that sense of integrity and willingness to learn from our experience. And sometimes that means opening up to the other Sangha members also promotes trust, harmony between each other. If we're really sincere in wishing to progress in the path to uproot and abandon unwholesome dhammas, unskillful mental states, kilesas, asavas that are deeply rooted in our character, then this can be a skillful means to help us with that. Sometimes we share our particular problems or weaknesses with others, or sometimes a trusted bhikkhu may point something out to us, a teacher may let us know something. If our 
wish to progress in the path is sincere, then even though sometimes it's difficult to receive teachings, admonitions, it's useful, it can be actually a great time saver. We learn things, can, can see and understand things quickly that maybe on our own, with no one around, we wouldn't see, wouldn't understand. The practice of Pawana then also relies on qualities such as humility, one that's not very talked about or promoted in modern society. You know, modern society is very much about pushing, pushing our individual rights, going our way, our own way, being independent, often being aggressively independent in terms of how we earn a living, how we live in the world and so on. And seeking our rights, our entitlements and so on. But obviously that contributes to a lot of emotional stress, suffering in people's hearts, whether they realize it or not. If it's not guided by wisdom, it doesn't mean to say we can't be keen to progress in different ways in our, in our life and sometimes independence is important quality we have to develop but we also need to develop humility otherwise independence is often just mixed with pride conceit, arrogance strong sense of self or ego leads us to actually make more bad karma fall into more wrong views. Our behavior can become mixed up with greed and anger very easily. So humility counteracts that pride that we might have coming into the robes, coming into the monastery. And it's a virtue. It's a quality that supports our practice. It helps us to learn learn from our experience. Sometimes we have to be humble towards ourselves when we see faults or weaknesses, calaces coming up. Sometimes it's towards the community. We also need courage. A lot of our inability to learn as someone is because we have fear. The obvious one in society with fear of what other people think of us, what they say about us. We have attachment to reputation. We don't like to be criticized and so on. So to truly develop a spiritual path, we have to be courageous, but not just in a sort of the way of a, say, a warrior or a sports person doing some extreme sport or something. And this is internal courage, being able to look at defilements, sometimes to admit to them, own up to them, not just find excuses for them, but to honestly appraise our own character so that we can learn, so that we can understand better and then drop and abandon those things that are causing us suffering. 
that takes some courage and obviously wisdom listening to the Dhamma but then also applying it internally seeing what we need to do and you think about it in the world there's not that many groups of people who can sit down in Hatapasa and perform Sangha Karma or do a Pawarana ceremony invite your admonition and live like that not just as a one-off ceremony but actually live with a sense of being willing to have teaching, receive teachings, reflections, sometimes in a very personal way. We have to receive reflections on our behavior sometimes, done in a proper way through acts of kindness, compassion, with wisdom. There are very few places in the world, groups of people in the world who do that. But if we can see the value of harmony, then we then that's where some of this courage and humility comes from. You see, it's actually nourishing for our own spiritual practice to develop these kind of qualities and these attitudes. And again, it can be a great source of benefit and support to lay Buddhists who also need to develop these qualities and maybe they need examples and places to learn from, people to learn from. So Ajahn Chah emphasized you know, the, the value of Sangha as a support in our own individual practice. And within that we still have plenty of room for individuality. We have our own characters. We have plenty of free time to pursue aspects of our practice which we find beneficial. Mm. Ajahn Chah didn't try and make everyone sort of conform to one model, the model bhikkhu, model samana. That would be impossible. Everyone has their different karma. Just as physically we look different, mentally we have different thoughts, backgrounds, memories. But there are certain things that are similar. We have a similar standard of sila and vinaya. So when we all agree to follow that, that brings up some harmony. And it gives us uh, some principles and it gives us a basis for reflection on our own behavior within the vinaya. And then with others as well. If you have a similar standard of sila, you can stay together very easily, even if you have some differences of opinion on certain issues. The sila protects it from becoming too divisive and too much, giving rise to too much conflict. The practical result is if you develop these kind of skills and harmony within the community or when you go to meditate try to establish mindfulness it's easier it's easier for the mind to settle down there's not so much cause for mental agitation doubt worry aversion and so on the more effort we put into practicing the vinaya learning it practicing it 
and developing the qualities that it brings out. Then the, generally the quicker our meditation will progress, the easier it, it is to find contentment with the place, with the people around us, with the meditation techniques and so on. not a separate thing development of harmony in the sangha is very much linked to our individual practice and pursuit of spiritual enlightenment as we know the Buddha said even very attained monks arahants or those who are going to attain Niroda Samapati when the time comes for Sankakama, Mahapawarana Day, they still have to come down from their place of meditation to join in the Sankakama. Gaya Samaki, just the physical harmony of sometimes doing things together, meeting together at the same time in the same place. It's a physical expression of the mental samaki, the mental supporting factors that we're developing in the practice. Compassion, the wisdom, the trust and so on. Often in the West now are people's way of looking at Dhamma practice, very intellectual. So often they they've read it all, they've heard it all. So they understand the concepts of harmony, respect, uh, trust, integrity and so on. And they say, yes, I've got all that. But if it only stays in the mind, we never express it outwardly in our behavior. There's always the chance that we can lose it. Or that other people might not recognize it in our behavior. So sometimes we do still need to physically come together to express our harmony in different ways. So we have these ceremonies, these customs, rituals and so on, which support that outward expression of inward virtue and inward dhamma. They're useful like that. They give some simple structure to our life as bhikkhus because we have a lot of... Simplicity, space, free time. If we have no structure at all, maybe it's too easy for the mind to wander away from the Dhamma and get lost. So like all aspects of the Vinaya, it's, it's like a, a thread that binds the flowers together on a, a garland that you might put around someone's neck. Binds the threads the Sangha members together. So there's a common purpose, a common standard of practice. It makes it easy to live together. It makes it easy to meditate, develop mindfulness, develop insight. If everyone is pulling in their own direction and never willing to listen, never willing to learn, never willing to understand the other members of the community makes it quite difficult to meditate, quite difficult to, to live together as a Sangha, even if it's only a couple of monks or dozens and dozens of monks. 
So obviously this is just a symbolic end to the Vasa. Today is the last day of Vasa. Tomorrow, another day. And the practice continues. We keep practicing, keep the same Vinaya, develop the meditation, develop the insights. And obviously we have different duties to uh, perform. We have a Katina ceremony in a few weeks. There's things to do, so there'll be maybe more physical activity, a little bit more in the monastery. But the way of practice doesn't change, does it? Inside Vasa, outside Vasa. Still the developing the same path. Sila Samadhi Panya. Still looking for opportunities to learn, to take this chance to practice while we have it, while we have our good health and we have support, we have peaceful places to practice. The world is an uncertain place, so we never know how long we'll have such an opportunity. Our individual circumstances can change, the circumstances of the country, the place around us can change, society can change. So while we have the chance, best to take it. So I'll leave you with these few reflections tonight. Yeah, you can do some chanting. <laughs>